Alright, hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Paranormal Corner with Nikki Ray. I'm your host, and I have a returning guest, and uh, he's been with us before, Chris McKinnell. Welcome back to our show. Thank you very much, Nikki. Appreciate it. Hold on. Welcome back to our show. That means. Sorry about that. Okay, I mute the other one. So, um, hopefully they can hear me better. And, um, yeah, so, you're not only the, um, brand, the president of the late Eddie Lurie Warren, but you also helped form the awesome, uh, the Warren Legacy Foundation, and we have been part of for a year now. So, <laughs> so and, uh, so we'll be back, and we'll be glad to hear about, um, your many experiences within a paranormal and um your travels and let's start from there it will be right back And we're back. So welcome back with this, Chris. Thank you very much. And to all the people saying hello online. Yeah, online. thank you guys. Well, we appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's like I always decided I don't know where to start with my guest, you know. <laughs> and um, I do appreciate you, you being with us. You had mentioned you wanted to talk about uh, who I am, what we do. And, uh, some of the things, some of the adventures I've been having around the world. Sure, I'd love to hear that. All right, no problem, no problem. And well, we might have the, uh, yeah. just a moment. Just a moment, guys. Hey, guys. I'm currently in Medellin, Colombia. And it's a bit weird. Wow. That's awesome. Just for now, we can help when you help. And, um, anyway, um, everybody's saying hi. And, of course, uh, feel free to send us your questions anytime. Absolutely. So, where would you like us to begin this evening, Nikki? Uh, how about within your travels? What was you say, what kind of hard things that you might come across? Oh wow. I am always learning. I am no expert. Nobody's an expert. 
anybody who plays around the game they are in the My theory is just like my grandparents did. You know, my grandmother and grandfather they were out there being on the weekend. Right. <laughs> and then the 70s and my grandfather was on the middle, rocking the music was in the air. In the 80s, he got stuck in the Satanic Panic, which turned out to be far less than what people thought. Um, <laughs> even used to confuse witchcraft with Satan, which of course we know is not true. And he figured right. out some of that himself later in life. Um, it just. It's important for me to illustrate this because when people watch videos of my grandparents, you know, they're, they're seeing a static moment when they read a book. By the way, my grandparents never wrote a book. All of the books were written by other people. With my grandparents' help in many cases, depending on, hey. you know, uh, for instance, there's one book called In a Dark Place which is the one thing in Connecticut. That was my case. And the author ignored all of the information we gave him, all of the records we gave him, and he came up with a horror story that was just like the most movie. But I went through some major uh, changes in my life. Early in life, I traveled a lot. I spent two years in Mali, in West Africa. It was under a military dictatorship. At the time, it was the worst country in the world. And the sickening part of working, the military dictator was the second richest man in uh, Africa. And uh, I learned a lot about Yanomism there and about how pre Muslim, pre Islamic uh, culture. And I've also had the opportunity to study with the Dalai Lama. I lived in Jerusalem uh, and other places in Israel, learning there. Um, I've lived in Korea, Nepal, China uh, for two years, all learning, learning how the what uh, how our cultural beliefs those manifestations and how every single religion in the world has different ways of dealing with it and that right. can work now that says an awful lot about well a lot of things number one it says god doesn't really care what your religion is here's about your connection to god right and are you showing compassion and others or not now, are you are you practicing that because that's what it's really all about and it also says a lot about our personal power, because you are focusing your faith, your ritual, to limit the power of these entities, both human and human. I have, in the last four years, some of my COVID have I have been constantly I have started on the tiny island of Morocco. And then I spent time at Umbanda in Lisbon, uh, Portugal. Umbanda is an extraordinary religion. It's a Afro-Brazilian religion. Hmm. Uh, 
you'll see that during the Great African Slavery, many uh, of these tiny groups of slaves tried to serve their children in the and so they would put the traffic of on it. So when they're praying to, for instance, uh, the saints, those saints are actually dependent on their God. They used to very thing on the floorboards of the church. And the master would be in the church and the slaves would come in and they'd all bow down, bow down put their head on the ground right where they had buried something they were actually honoring mm -hmm. their God and yet of course the, the white slave owners were all wrong with that the hope they are we have saved their souls so they, they didn't really understand what's going on now but Umbanda is for me that's it uh, we actually have uh, uh, Umbanda all of the priests and priests are trained and each person, each priest channels one spirit from each of the different groups of spirits that they deal with. Depending on the Umbanda temple, there's anywhere between five and seven schools of spirit. And you, as a medium, you develop a relationship with that spirit. And when people come to serve them, first they wrote off the center of the temple. And this is a symbol you are only allowed to manifest within this area. Then you're only allowed to tell you that we start by playing wrong and other numbers. And it ends with other numbers and signals that this is the time to do this. Spirits do operate when they don't give them a message. That's when things get out of control. That Right. So, um, I enjoy learning. I enjoy learning and talking about the spirit. I've learned a lot of them. And they can help us on things that we can do. So that's very good. I have had some this past few years. After I've done Portugal, I then went to the and I oh, wow. more about the and Kimbanda, which is a bit different. Kimbanda is a little more negative, and there is a lot of practice against Kimbanda worshippers. Um, they often get murdered in and same thing with Umbanda. Uh, they, they wear white for their rituals and they're all in all target because of the rituals. Someone's at our door. Hmm. Hold on. Okay.
be right back. Yes. Stay for watching. She'll be right back with us, guys. Sorry. I guess it's that neighbor and there's a lost one. Um, oh, well. No worries. There's a cat at the door. <laughs> oh, well. There's a cat at the door. <laughs> yeah. Probably you're going to have to. I'm on video. But the neighbor came and the cat tried to come in. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> wow. Well. Uh, hold on a moment. Hi, guys, everyone. Hey, young fellas, don't be bad. Don't forget to send us your questions. <laughs> no worries. And I apologize very unprofessional. No, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, I can't expect some unusual things to happen. I am, you know, it's Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. Oh, he is at the door. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No worries. <laughs> He'll be right back, guys. <laughs> what could be part of the show? Your friend is here. <laughs> Sorry, my fiance loves the cat, so I'm not going to say no to taking care of the cat. You can feed her the uh, chicken in the fridge if you want. <laughs> No worries. In Brazil, I did learn an awful lot about the different religions. Uh, I learned an awful lot about how how much Brazilians um, are fascinated by spiritual beliefs. Hmm. But there is also this uh, prejudice that comes hmm. from that uh, religion that says that anything that not their religion must be satanic. The truth is, these are religions that have nothing to do with Christianity, completely separate from Christianity, and they can't be judged by Christianity. Right. Uh, any religion can be used for uh, any religion. More people have died in the name of Jesus Christ than any other religion in, or any other part in the history of the world. Yeah. But after I went to Brazil, I then did a little uh, work up in the United States, and then I flew to Scotland. Uh, and I had a very interesting experience there. We were having a um, Chris online Christmas party for the foundation, and. 
all of a sudden, I and I was right next to a, uh, a medium, and all of a sudden, I got th this feeling like there's a spirit here, and I, I immediately knew there were two spirits there, and I knew who they were. And the medium looked at me, and I hadn't said a word. And the medium looked at me, and she said, "Yes, your grandmother just said Christopher, we're here." My grandparents had shown up because we had been talking about them and sharing uh, stories about uh, them and about how we celebrate Christmas together as a family, that kind of thing. And that was that was lovely. After that, I went to Costa Rica where I had some very interesting experiences. I there was uh, one time a Mexican team of. Uh, investigators had come down to meet me and they had asked if they could take me out one evening and i said okay so they brought me to this abandoned building now one of the rules of the foundation is if you're not there to help you shouldn't be there at all and so i was trying right. to, how am i going to deal with this what am i there for and there was a fella there who was filming the whole thing and it was a ruined building. I, I went underneath it, and as I was going down, I started to open. And I don't understand why am I choked? And I got underneath to where you would imagine that they that somebody would have put out like a, a little table to have breakfast and look out at the entire city of San Jose, uh, Costa Rica. And I said. The man that lived here, he was an American? I just felt it. And they said, yes. I said, was he a former uh, military man? Yes, he was. I said, I'm getting the sense that he's right here and he doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Um, he feels like... Sorry, I, sorry, I had company. I was fine on my mute. <laughs> sorry. I, I talk a lot. Ask my girlfriend. Uh, but I... Uh, I, I said, you know, I'm choking here. He said, well, they said the man had hung himself right where you're standing. And that's when I realized that this man was stuck and he was afraid to pass over because, unfortunately, he had learned that if you commit suicide, you're going to go to hell. Tragically, he had actually killed his two dogs before he killed himself because he didn't want them to suffer now, oh, man. while some of the team was using their gadget, and I'm not a gadget guy, so I couldn't tell you what they were doing. Um, another one who was a talented psychic, he and I started going back up the stairs again. And he was following her. He liked her. <laughs> and we were able, after about 30 minutes of talking, him and that he was not going to go to hell and he did actually you're lucky he never goes like camera hi <laughs> but um, that was one experience another one they brought me to a sanitarium called Sanatorio Terran it's outside of San and 
I escaped from the people who were falling off because everybody wanted to, you know, have photos and videos and everything. And I, I got away for a few minutes. And all of a sudden, this little child spirit here at Now, this had originally been a tuberculosis in the area. I love it out. Very beautiful Later on, it became a we were in the Now, I had already picked up on Um, in Costa Rica that I thought was worth mentioning. Hmm. 
same night that we had this, uh, this event with the child, I then um, went home and at about midnight, I, I got my, my TV turned on by itself. Not terrible. But it also, oh, wow. <laughs> it also switched to um, YouTube. And it was playing a Spanish Now, at some hmm. point, I had not Never, never. So it was very unusual. That, that yeah. The sudden turned on the side. I said, you know, I don't have time. Leave me alone. Oh, I forgot to mention that I had been contacted by a woman. Her mother was dying of And she really wanted me to talk to her because the, her mother was terrified. Hmm. And I didn't speak Spanish very well, so I needed a translator, and I had not yet been able to get one. That day, I found out, and I contacted the daughter, and I said, we can talk tomorrow. And I really didn't afford to talk tomorrow. So anyway, the TV turns on, playing a Spanish book song, and I turned off the TV, and I get back to say, at about four o'clock in the morning, I woke up again. I didn't know what that song was. So I went into my YouTube history because every every video you watch is in your YouTube history. Right. Oh well. <laughs> so the next morning, I turn on the TV myself, and again, another Spanish love song is on playing on YouTube. But it's, it doesn't work. So I finally got a message from the daughter. She had passed away that the night before. And I realized that the song were actually for her daughter. Imagine if she had turned on the yeah, daughter's house. Whereas me, really just mildly irritated. Yeah, we're used to it. <laughs> yeah. I, so I was able to uh, pass that message along. So that, That's that right. Lot, lot. Um, now, here in Columbia, if you want to you know, if you want to interject it all and ask me, go ahead. Just, you know, I'll just talk to you all. <laughs> no, I don't mind. Hmm. Well, well, one of our members, and he's the actually director of Latin American Church. He, he's an archbishop here. He's a um, Lutheran archbishop in Bogota. And he's an extraordinary man. Truly lived um, the lessons of Christ. So sweet, loving, affecting. Just a tremendous person. And he and his team, he, he who are also <clears throat> they had asked me to check out a few different places. One of those were uh, for his birthday. We went to a haunted bordello. Oh wow! Yeah. So I spent uh, the Archbishop's birthday in a haunted bordello. 
I still feel like I would do. <laughs> yeah, say that. You know, that's just the greatest thing. Uh, now, obviously, it was a shutdown. But it had been an extraordinary and crooked politician when they would cut the heels there. And at the front desk, I was getting some terrible calls. And I was told, well, that's where the guys would assign the women to go upstairs to the various rooms. And then I went into one of the private groups. And I started feeling very lightheaded, like I was on a book. I was picking up on a spirit, a dancer, who had died on drug number. She wasn't unhappy or anything. Um, she could come and go, but she hadn't yet had sober. Right. One of the, one of the team brought out uh, a And now, for those of you who don't know, what that does is cycles through radio stations and gives you tiny little snippets seeing if, if you can get intelligent answers to your question. Remember, I'm in a Spanish-speaking country. There are no English-speaking uh, radio students in Boca Right. And I'm the spirit in Spanish. Hmm. And we're getting messages from the spirit by the language. Oh, wow. So we helped her and that was great. As we were going up the giant marble staircase, I always get something on stairs. Always. Maybe it's because it's an enclosed area. I don't know. Hmm. But on this staircase, I felt nothing at all. I don't understand why I'm not going to be here. And Archbishop said, Well, this staircase was put in after I fell down. So we got up to the third and I was walking down the hallway, and all of a sudden I started getting sick, sick to my stomach. And we took a turn down this dark hallway, and as I came closer and closer to the end, I felt worse and worse. I felt like I felt like I could move more. And what the government, the Amazon said, you see that That was found that the art person was in the they didn't stop the And women did not have I said to your you need to have a loyal I believe that body to dissolve And the Archbishop said, How did you know that? This was a body And the government that that location was exactly where I said. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough one. I've had amazing experiences in Mexico and uh, an amazing museum actually. Uh, in well, there's one in.
Mexico and the Mexico was a medical um, where body parts are in the body have been donated by five people. The woman who was running the museum was the daughter of the man who originally. It was a, it, a tradition, I guess, in many of the places in Latin America to ask permission from and we were again in the and they asked me to ask permission. No, I didn't. I'm not a So I was just quietly in my head asking permission. And the father gave us permission. The director gave me permission. And then, because they wanted to look at the camera, they then asked the archbishop. And as soon as the archbishop did it out loud, the permission was So I walked on the stairs, and I walked along there, and I sat down there. And I realized this was his favorite thing. This was where he liked to stand by the wall and then watch people coming and going and learning. It gave me And I just went in the he then gave the commission again. And I talked to his daughter and I said, Was he mercurial? Did he change his mind for all things? And very quickly, oh, yes, not As we went around, there was another man There was this one place where I was from, and by the end of it, I will be going from that place to his daughter, saying, didn't want to go around the room, this was I also uh, found in Germany and all of us. And my father, October and then I had I was able to pick up that there was a, a maintenance who was there on There is, I found out that there had been a boiler there was an explosion and he had been killed. That night, after the lecture, um, I was staying with our director for Asian and South her family and another member of the foundation staying with us for that time. It was two o'clock in the morning. And we're sorry, of course, that we had gotten in our 
And after about five minutes, I realized I couldn't do this. Oh well. Noise. <laughs> so I walked over to the bedroom door and I opened it and immediately the noise stopped. The door vibrated. And my friend is right outside the door and she's looking at me like, Chris, what are you doing in that bedroom? I, nothing, I swear to God. So I said, here, wait, let me try something. So I closed the door again and immediately. I said, all right, enough. Stop it now. And it did, immediately. And then I thought to myself, Dad, if this is you, go ahead and vibrate my leg. And I waited. Nothing happened. And then after about three minutes, I started vibrating again. I know how that is. <laughs> oh, of course you do. You know, do you share these stories with people? Hmm. Do you share your stories with people? Um, like, I do have a blog. Yeah, sometimes I'll share it on here. Uh, like, recently I had a problem with the, my lights flickering every time I'm in the bath front bathroom. And so, I was trying to debunk it, but every time I figure it out, I was like, okay, it's gotta be something trying to get my attention. <laughs> well, you attract spirits because you're a psychic. And psychic yeah. <laughs> you really are a lighthouse in the house. Uh, thanks, that's what I've been told. <laughs> so let's see, what else can I talk about? Oh, well, I just was in Peru. Um, and even there, brought me to a portrait. It was about 400, 450 years old. And as we were oh, walking, wow. I felt drawn to this one wall. And I went around the back, and there was a bridge, a stone bridge above me for the guards to walk. It was a place that protected Lima, Peru from uh, pirate attacks. Hmm. And each of the towers was a maze. It, it was the idea being even if the pirates could escape, they wouldn't be able to find their way out. And the now, I don't know anything about a place I enter if I'm going to use my so, as they're building, uh, and I'm I'm drawn to this place. All of a sudden, they all hear somebody calling my name, and they pick that up. Then we got to this tiny little hall. I mean, tiny. Like, I had to go sideways to get in it and scoot around. Oh, wow. And it was a three-sided hallway with these little ports that that stood at about this height. And another one that stood at about three feet high. And 
those courts were they had a central and I thought this is a disgusting place. There's something awful. There's a lot of awful took place here. I found out this is where the pirates that they catch be slammed into this little tiny place so tightly and naked that they couldn't oh, wow. lay down. They couldn't even they, when they died, they died standing up. And then the guards would shove food through the bottom holes and water through the bottom holes and then just laugh. Spanish are not known or not known at that time for any university. And this was where they were. It was a I then went into that main room, the guard room, that was surrounded by this tiny hallway. And I found out that there was this doll that had been a part of the castle, had part of this fortress for over 100 years. Oh, what? It would disappear. And all of the new trainees, because this is a working army base. Right. All, all of the new recruits had to go out in the morning and search for it. Also, in this particular tower that I was talking about, everybody had to be out by 6 o'clock and everything was locked up. Nobody was locked up. Because I knew So that was a new thing. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Mexico was an extraordinary experience. I, I had a lot of extraordinary experiences there. But there was one private museum. And downstairs was a whole living area. The owners invited me in. And again, we asked permission from the spirits there. To be allowed to walk around and see things, and I, I always try to feel things with my hand. And there were all these bookcases. I wanted to see in the living room. Is there anything here? And no, no object But I said, there's something about this wall, and I don't understand it. Obviously, something is happening. And they said, well, we were doing a television and we were talking about what had taken place in the building. And all of a sudden, the wallpaper started to peel oh, wow. off of the wall, right where I found it. So we went into the next room and it, there was a bed there. And I was told that the woman had murdered a child. And I asked permission to sit on the bed, and they said, of course, we're right ahead. And I realized that this was not true. They had been talking about this woman when the paper had peeled off the wall. The truth is, yes, she felt guilty for the death of the child, but she hadn't actually caused her death. And then I realized she committed suicide. Oh, well. After her death, 
they blamed her and they walled her up in her body into the house wall. This was a common practice. They would either do that or they would hang the body as a way of punishing the person even after death. Okay. Then we went upstairs and the energy just got really bad. So bad that luckily there was a exit to the roof on the second floor. I was able to come back several times. The upstairs was a true museum. Tons of wonderful artifacts, including, of course, reportedly uh, an entire selection of mummy in one of the Mexico. I think in Mexico, this is an unusual tradition, but families have to pay for the body to stay in the ground every five years. And if they don't, then the body is and if it's in bad shape, then is cremated, and if it's in good shape, then it all can be hmm. I was having kind of hard time with that, but then I saw this story and they said, well, this belongs to one of the heroes in the rest of the and I thought, I don't know if I'm going to find this. Because I, I assumed, you know, of course, the first thing would have been what one violent had an awful lot of life. But as soon as I moved up to the all I got was such an honorable character. Truly loved our country. Truly cared about them and only wanted money. And as long as I was holding that support, all of them were bad and I asked the rest of the Hi Ray. Thanks guys for listening. I should take this time out to thank our sponsors. Um Two sponsors with us, um, Jay Hill and Studio Six, Panama Entertainment, and I wrote it down so I won't forget. <laughs> Brian J. Laverty and Parapost. So thank you guys. Wonderful. Yeah. Very nice. So, uh, what else can we talk about? I don't know. Uh, anything at all? Anything at all? You like share any more experiences? With the uh, the cases with that you've been with your grandparents, or well, we we've, we've talked about all that one many times. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess for me, you know, you know, I don't like to share too much about our uh, private cases. Right. I don't mind talking about bits and pieces, but you might identify the family. But we have had thousands of cases over the years. I mean, I've been in August for three years. So, 
between me and all the North Foundation, we've got tens of thousands I feel really blessed that we, have, we attract that. You know, and their dedication is all the time. I don't believe in ego. You know, right. I see the people out there on TikTok and on Instagram who all just stir up trouble and get their five seconds whatever, whatever. And then they leave family in worship than they were when they got there. Yeah. We won't be a part of Our, our, our goal in the foundation is always looking for the Nothing else is for that. I am churches are more Okay. Right. So does anybody have any questions? Yeah, we still have a few minutes, and um, yeah, feel free to send us your questions, or even after the show, we'll try to get back to you. There will be a replay, and it'll be on YouTube, and we're all over. <laughs> well, you should put up your links. People know how to find you. Yeah. <laughs> I always enjoy coming with Oh, thank you. It's been about a couple of years ago, I think. Oh, we just had one a few months ago as well. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, I wanted to recommend another person to you. Uh, sure. You know, um, hold on, things uh, on. Yeah, we're always looking for yes. I have opening in June. No worries. I know how that is. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad because he's he's a wonderful man, and he has done he does wonderful charity events. Uh, oh well. Uh, and he does, he does so many events all over the world. He's fantastic. Yes, send him our way. He'll be, he'll be more, more than welcome to join us. Great. Ron Stokes, sorry. Oh, right, right. I think I had him before on the Paranormal King Radio for a while. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. But I would like to let people understand that the paranormal shouldn't be something you're prepared for. Yeah, the ghost stories are there and everything, but you know what a ghost is? It's just a person. Right. You pass thousands of them every single day. You know, people, you're not afraid of them. Why would you be afraid of the ghost? You know, those footsteps you hear in the hallway are probably not the devil. Probably the old man that lived here for 35 years. Or it's your grandmother. Right. You know, and your terror 
turns what should be a beautiful experience into something terrifying. So for me, fear is real. If I can just get that from that people, I think my life would be complete. Because we let fear separate us. You know, people are afraid to travel. People are afraid to meet people from other cultures or skin color or religion because they're different. Okay. Right. And there is some people all people guys and guys. Some pastors sometimes I fall into I said I'm a I'm a pastor, so sometimes I uh Oh no worries. It's it's a it's a, 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 a absolute job. Right. Well, I do appreciate what you guys do and everything. Well, yeah. yeah, and I always keep you guys in my prayers and everything. So um. God bless you. Yes. Yeah, thank you oh, for being oh, with oh, us. Oh, yes. Yeah. By the way. By the way. <laughs> we're Sorry. Going to, uh, we're going to Ecuador in. July 5th, and then I will be oh, nice. at Phantasm in Orlando, Florida, mid-September with Joe Frankie. Uh, he's the chairman of the board of the foundation. And we did that last year with Bill Slevin and several of our other members, and we're going to do it again this year. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Orlando region, anyone? And Tell Joe he's also welcome to be uh, one of my guests. Great. <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. He's got great stories about my grandma. Too. Oh, I bet, yeah. He's a, he actually started with them in 1986. Oh, wow. Eight by six years. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love learning from you guys. So. We're always learning. That's one of the strengths of the foundation, you know, is that we can learn from one another. That's true. That's what's important. What good is all of your research if you don't share it and help educate others? It just gets lost on your own. That's true. I was going to ask before we go, um, when you were in Mexico, did you notice any UFO settings? No, you know, um, I've only had one thing that was so unexplainable, I actually wondered if it could possibly be. And that was actually at my mother's house. Um, she's surrounded by swamp, except for the front. And oh, wow. I was down in the living room at about 2 o'clock in the morning sleeping. And you have to understand, back then, I was so obese. This was back when I had three children I was in a wheelchair. I could not sleep in a bed without from my own weight. And I couldn't move. And I was with my son. He was a child. And all of a sudden, this incredibly intense bright light came on in the backyard. I mean, we're talking oh, wow. movie premiere spotlight kind of bright. It took the dark and it made it into daylight. And it was very regular. 
At this point, I've kind of forgotten if we're in two minutes or five minutes, but it would stay on for, I would say, 30 to 45 seconds, turn off, and then come back on again. And this continued for about an hour and a half. Huh. I couldn't move. I couldn't get up. But I finally managed. And I was able to see that the light was coming. I couldn't see the actual door. But there was no way that it could have been anything there. So oh, well. I, a, few year, a few days later, I called MUFON, which is um, a UFO organization. Right. And there was I had to contact them right away. Well, now it's time. Fine, fine. I don't know what it was. And I had to talk to them even if they contacted me. That's my only thing. Hmm. That's true. We have, I've seen quite a few out here. We moved out here in Hemet, California. In this area alone. And in my former town, I see like one or two, but out here I've seen more. I, I completely believe in them. I, the, the evidence is overwhelming. I actually did a video on Oh, yeah. Which is on our YouTube channel. All of that, uh, UFOs and extraterrestrials, and all of the government declassified information that's out there about it, it fascinates me. Yeah, I've been treated by it. You know, I like, you know, science, uh, sci fi, you know, I like Star Trek. Oh, me too. I grew up with that. <laughs> for, for me, sci fi often is just science we haven't yet figured out because from Jules Verne and 20,000 Leagues into the Sea and oh, yeah. to Star Trek and everything that we God, it, it's all been pretty darn important how people can extrapolate up with the present and see where we're going with the future. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I might be death, but boy, it would be fun to come back in a couple hundred years and see what we've done and hopefully make it through the climate crisis that we're in the climate now. Yeah, it would be interesting. <laughs> How we developed. <laughs> Absolutely. I thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Um, I think I have time for one more question, real quick. Um, do you have a bucket list of places, local or abroad? I'm sorry, what? Oh, do you have a bucket list of places that you like to visit, local or abroad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't investigate things abroad or anywhere unless I'm asked to go there. I'm not somebody who says, oh, I want to go to that haunted location or this haunted location. But my grandparents every year would go to Great Britain and people and they would travel around there for about a year or three years. I got to go to the and we are recreating that 
May, we're going to be going on a 15-day or more trip from all the way down to the southern tip of all the way up to the, the northern tip of the south the Jones and Iowa like the We're going to visit the one Oh, well. One of my favorite places on Iowa. Uh, we're going to go, of course, to London, Stone, Stonehenge. We're going to go to Whitby Abbey, and we've got an expert on Dracula, who is going to spend the night uh, we're going to spend the night in our castle in Scotland, which is going to be extraordinary. I'm very excited. So that's, that's definitely on my mind. I want to see what I said. I love her. I want to go to one of the kids. Um, so there, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the back of that. I'm never going to go to the Yeah, that's definitely on my list, too. <laughs> but she's safe travels, so. Thank you very much. Thank you. I uh, love an hour flying by already. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's because I talk so much. I'm sorry. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you for being with us. First, you always, you know, welcome back, be with us. And uh, I think next week I might do a solo uh, show. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you guys for watching and listening. And, and we'll, um, be back next week. Alright, stay safe and stay spooky. God bless you all. Take care. Thank you. Alright.